sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, welcome. Another wonderful Tuesday here in Santa Barbara. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. In the house today, we have Christine Marie. Christine, I'm sorry, Marie. View from the deck. Don Sanders. We've got Mountain State Healing. Richard Ellsworth, Ed Langlow, he's got a piece for us today. Looking forward to part two, if only I'd known. And, of course, our yes. wonderful Richard Dugan, our Dr. D. And I love this. Uh, and it was funny because when we first popped in, everybody knew the background. I didn't. I'm gonna, I'll own it. But it's amazing. So this is one of your travels. The Zoom background. Yeah, the Zoom background. This is one of your travels. You want to jump in the lake? Want me to jump in the lake? What? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? You, you're going to jump in the lake. Okay. <laughs> Dipping my finger in the water. It tastes delicious. <laughs> That's awesome. So that was that was that that background is uh, part of your travels, right, Dee? Absolutely. Uh, the last time that we went to Ireland, we went to uh, County Galway, and this is part of the Connemara frontier, if you will. Uh, we went in there to the Abbey as well. They have an enormous greenhouse and garden and orchard, and it's just, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, and I can't wait to get back. I really can't. Nice. You have an announcement. You've got a new show as well. Same show, but a, a, another time. Um, I don't know if we're all folks have just turned in today are not aware. Uh, after I don't, I don't want to mess this up, but forty five for over forty years yeah, of service, go. yeah, uh, right. Or and and I, I've known the Baron. I met him actually when I went to Westmont. He was DJ, and I actually asked him to DJ my wedding down in Los Angeles, but he had a conflict; he couldn't do it. But he used to DJ all of the um, at St. Mark's, mm -hmm. all of their uh, parties and whatnot. I've I've known him for. Oh my God, he he's been a part of my life, my whole life, really, my whole adult life. Listened to him when he was on, uh, was it Kissed, right? Wasn't mm -hmm. it KIS? Mm -hmm. That's right. Was it when first started? Yeah. Um, when I was, the Baron. Yeah, the Baron. When I was, Shouts out to the Baron. We love you, Baron. I miss you, Baron, big time. But we also know that uh, you needed to retire. You felt that it was time. Everybody needs to take that breath and know um, it's time to enjoy life in a different way. So... Um, Dr. D, you're not going to have those experience. You have to go leave with me. Okay. We both <laughs> well, the way, I don't know if it's going to work with me. Well, the way the technology is going, uh, even if I left, I wouldn't, now, I wouldn't leave. Uh, because yeah. I mean, it's just the way things are. I like this program. I mean, I could have said, no, 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 I'm not in studio. This is not a picture. I'm actually sitting on the road off yeah. of the lake near Kildare Abbey and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, the new time for Tell Me Your Story, it's an additional time, is actually at this same time on Wednesdays from 9.06 to 10 o'clock. I call it a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, and um, we're going to have on St. Patrick's Day a psychic who is going to share with us his thoughts, his impressions, his uh, insights, his nice. intuitional um, leanings, if you will, about uh, the coming weeks and months. And of course, now we are, uh, again, we're one year into the pandemic, but now we're headed out of it. We're headed in that direction. We're not out yet. That hasn't been undeclared or what have you, however that goes. But we're, we're going in the right direction, which is fantastic. So I think he's going to have some fun things to, uh, fun things to share with us. 
That's nice. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. You got it. Okay. Team Sports Radio, we have our own purpose here in Santa Barbara, connecting kids, nonprofits, businesses all together to support our teen athletes, our youth. We've spread it out a little bit to arts. We spread it also to music. But we just, we're a focus group on kids. So we know they've been most impacted this last year, especially um, on the mental health. And I just really wish that we would address that a little bit more. And, and this show is going to be a little bit about that. Then we're going to go back uh, a little bit more information about uh, options as far as the vaccine. And again, I've said this over and over and over again. It's not if you've taken the vaccine, great. It's not if you don't want to take the vaccine, great. But there's just a lot of people on the fence. Those are the people we want to give information to, to share, to share the love, as they say. Um, so let's get all started. Um, let's start and do a little intro here. Mountain Sage Healing, because he has to give his little, uh, Richard, I need Rich- you to, I want you to give your little nonprofit little love too. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, um, I just started working for the, the Braille Institute as an independent living skills instructor. Um, so just a, a shout out to them for, for being so welcoming and to let anybody out there know who has low vision or who knows someone with low vision or no vision um, that they can contact the center and, and sign up and have one-on-one appointments, attend classes and, and have access to a whole bunch of great resources. Nice. Fantastic. I just want to give love and shouts as far as on a nonprofit. Let's try to uh, think of nonprofits, everybody, today, um, and that would be, or businesses, we, we could expand it to businesses, to Superior Fitness and Wellness. Dustin Aliano, he was my kids' personal trainer. My kids are 25 and 29, and he had them when they were like 9 and 12. We were uh, his third and fourth uh, clients. clients when he moved out on his own, and I got to say, he's roaring ever since. He's had to redesign and reinvent himself so many times throughout this pandemic, and he's done great things for this community. Dustin, we love you, and we love what you do for our kids. Christine Superior Ma- Fitness. Superior, Superior Fitness and Wellness, Dustin Aliano. Christine Marie, what do you got to say? Um, I got to give a shout out to my chiropractor, um, Relasio Chiropractic, which is Dr. Skylar Dubordu. Um, he's just been, you know, he's pretty much my primary care physician, you know, provider. And so he's really been there for me during this whole pandemic. And I so appreciate his work and his commitment to what he does. Um, and they have a group on out. So if you want a group on and you see one for Relasio Chiropractic, I say, check it out. It's pretty amazing. He does the most amazing work. And, um, I've been seeing him for about 16 years. So I'm, um, um, I drank the Kool-Aid or whatever you want to say. I'm committed <laughs> to my wow. own health and well-being, and, you know, to, to, to really listening and connecting in with my body, which I think is an important thing we all learn from, you know, I think it's something we, we, um, are fundamentally um, do as infants when we first come in, we know as natural, you know, as natural human beings and, and even as small children, but somehow it gets a cultured out of us to really take care of ourselves. And I think it's so important to reorganize that um, as we, at every time of life. Yeah. Kids. I love it. Nice. Don, what do you got to say? It is a wonderful, it's a wonderful day after that big rain. We've been needing rain very badly. And now we've got this morning a nice, crisp, fresh air morning with the snow coming down lower in the hills. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Nice. Do you have a shout to a business or a nonprofit? Uh, yeah. 
um, to um, to uh, my friends, uh, my friends Irish pub over there on Ortega, uh, Mr. Paul Dargan's uh, Dargan's pub. I, I noticed that he's adapted fully to uh, patio outside uh, service now, and uh, I look forward to being able to drop in there soon and see him. Yeah. Hey. Can I do a double shout out for Dargan's because I'm part of Santa Barbara Rebels and he opened up the um, his the Dargan's for us yesterday morning so we could do our spring pub sing and um, we did there was a few of us in there socially distanced singing to put out something for the and so we were so grateful for Dargan's and for Paul Dargan. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. Well, let's just zing right over to Richard then, since on Sundays at 4:63 Los Feliz between two and four. He has his little ensemble group, and I know he used to play at Dargan's, and then he's also offering fiddle lessons. So what do you want to talk about that, Richard? Yeah, absolutely. This time of year, St. Patrick's Day is, is very much my season for, for Irish music and um, really you know, be, being a part of that culture, even though it's kind of an Americanized holiday. Um, it's a great time to make sure that, that you know, those of us who, who are Irish connect with our, our roots. Um, I am not Irish. Um, <laughs> however, I really, really love the the music and the culture. And uh, uh, we were playing at Dargan's before COVID, and and now we do it um, as Erica was saying um, outside and in, in, in the driveway and on Los Feliz. Um, and uh, people are more than welcome to to drive by or, or pull up a chair and and listen. And it, it is between two and four. Um, and I also give lessons, and you can find me on the mountainsagefiddler.com. Or if you look up the Mountain Sage Fiddler on YouTube, I have uh, videos that are sort of promoting uh, lessons and um, talking about the, the, the style that I teach specifically. Um, so wishing everyone a, a happy St. Patrick's Day on, on Thursday. Lollaporigpanaguib uh, is, is how you would say that in Irish, because that's always fun. Um, yeah, so happy St. Patrick's Day. Nice. <laughs> Will you say uh, it we... again in, in Irish, please? Say it again. Sure. Lollaporigpanaguib. Okay, yeah, let's get to let's get to Ed before we go to break. Who do you want to give love to, Ed? Oh, my shout out has to go out to Twyla Johnson Christensen. She gave me access to her scrapbook and, and then just interviews and, and so much information about the past. She's 95, still very sharp and just a, a, a ton of information. You can I can sit there and talk to her all day about what it was like going to high school in the 40s, graduated in 1943. So uh, my hat's off to Twyla Christensen. Well, we Woo-hoo. love you, Twilight. We know you're a listener. Got hugs and kisses to you. Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right, part two, what we've all been waiting for with Ed Langlow. And if only I'd known this historical aspect that you have added to this show, Ed, relating to kids and teens and their struggles, especially uh, we're hitting now the 40s, pre-war 
And I tell you, when you, I listened to the show a few times, believe it or not, your segment three times, just your segment, I just rewound yeah. it because we're on now. And I, I can't imagine, can you imagine being in high school, whatever school it was, and then all of a sudden, there's a bomb, th- you know, I, I had no, did you know? I had no idea that. Oh, about the shelling? Our course, and they actually shelled the the state the beaches the beaches yeah. i had no idea and yeah. that really hit me there's and, a, uh, there's an interesting article on ed hat uh that's that's still up and you might want to check that out i was actually talking i called uh, seth hammond's a friend of mine he's the same age i am and he is a descendant of uh the bells and the dans and hills and they're all his direct descendants great great grandparents and so on so Seth said, hey, have you seen Ed Hat this morning? I said, no, I didn't. So I went to it, and there's a terrific story uh, about the shelling of Elwood oil fields. And one of the things that it, that it debunks is something that I always question for different reasons, was that uh, in the peace years, in 1939, there was an oil tanker that pulled in, and, and uh, they gave the captain of the oil tanker a tour through the Elwood oil fields. and he fell into a cactus, and the, the wives' tale was that the captain of that submarine was the same captain and that he came back in revenge for that. And I always thought, it doesn't sound right. You, you wouldn't, how would you authorize something like that? Well, I got stuck by a cactus. Let's go bomb that. I don't think it happened. And, and what Tom at, uh, on Ed Hat did, he actually posted records from the Japanese Navy that showed him being a Kazo was his name that he was uh, a captain of a submarine during 1939 and kind of debunks that whole wives' tale. And I don't, some of the old timers around here, I'm sure, remember that story. And it, it was it was sounded good, and it may have just been a joke to begin with. But at any rate, I was just thinking about all the seniors that you know spent all the, half their life training, working hard. I mean, completely different conditions than how we raise our kids today. But then all of a sudden making a drastic shift and everybody enlisting, just very similar oh, to yeah. what, 11. And then and everybody. Today's, yeah, yeah. Today's segment goes deeply into all of that. So looking forward to it. it. Ready to go when you're ready to go. So if only I know is a mentor's <laughs> moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom, as well as those listening into the radio. And we've already explained that today's segment is the second half of Santa Barbara High during the war years. And last week, I said I believe that the impact and the stress level from the war uh, had an effect on Santa Barbara High School students more than any other school in the nation with the 1942 shelling of Elwood oil fields. The well that suffered only minor damage was known as Luton Bell Number 1. Uh, I've talked about in previous segments that property, and I wanted to uh, explain the connection. The oil fields were part of the Luton Bell Ranch, which the previous generation of Catherine Dan Bell had called Las Armas Ranch uh, after she inherited the property from uh, Winchester Canyon down to the Elwood oil fields, which was part of her father, Nicholas Dan's ranch, which was known as. Rancho de los Dos Pueblos, or Dos Pueblos Ranch. 
so there's a there's a long connection there and we've we've talked about that before but now the don's football team continued to play through all of this and even had a six-man team that would play laguna blanca and santa barbara catholic high in 1941 uh in spite of losing eight of their key players to graduation including jimmy christopher who made that final block clearing the field for Doug Spence's 99-yard kickoff return. They went 9-1-1 for the season. The loss was to Pasadena, and I thought it was interesting that the tie was with Tucson, Arizona. And I'm not sure why an Arizona team was playing in the Southern California League. Possibly that there was no other high school around Southern Arizona for them to play. I don't know. And I found another interesting article from the news press just before the final game of 1942 season uh, against Pasadena. An unnamed player called the police department to complain that the night before the game, the Army's gunny, gunnery practice had kept him awake all night. Those were definitely different times. And the labor pool during those different times was growing slim. So organizations like the Goleta Lemon Association and Johnson Fruit Company approached the high school and made arrangements for students to pick, wash, and pack lemons. In the school paper, The Forge, there was an article advising students that they could attend classes in the morning and get work experience credit for picking lemons in the afternoon and earn 32 cents an hour doing it. And according to the Forge 9 facility or uh, faculty members uh, also answered that call. Most of the packing was done at uh, what's today called the Vercal building on the corner of Kai Cesar Chavez and Yananali. It's right kind of across where the rescue mission is there. And a few years ago, they media blasted that building to repaint it. And I was at the gas station across the street. And you could see the sign painted on the front of the building, Johnson Fruit Company, Sunkissed Lemons. And I have an old Johnson lug box hanging on the wall in my garage just on display and a picture of that sign right beside it. <laughs> and the Southern County Gas Company, as it was called in, in those okay. days, Southern County, Southern County, not Southern California Gas Company, also hired 11 or sixth, six eleventh graders, boys to read gas meters under the under the same arrangements as they did with the Lemon Association. Hmm. And last That's week, that would be a good job for me. If I lemons and then reading, <laughs> I, I'd be a better meter reader. <laughs> yeah, oh meter reader. They had girls out there. They started out just doing the washing and packing at Johnson. And then, uh, then the, towards the end, they were out there climbing ladders and picking lemons in the lemon fields. Well, that's, that's like the early version of the ROP program, right? The regional occupation program, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, um, similar, but the, yeah, I think the ROP classes were mostly held on campus. Like the ROP had uh, an auto body repair class at Santa Barbara high and, but yeah, it was kind of a similar deal. You could get credit for doing whatever they, whatever they had that, that they could do. So last week I mentioned uh, Rutledge Putty Mills. 
and said that along with Doug Spence, had joined the army after graduating from Santa Barbara High in 1941. Mills in later years was involved in the aerospace industry. And in 1970, he almost single-handedly built the earthbound version of the lunar rover. Uh He then flew astronauts like Charles Duke and John Young of Apollo 16 to Henderson, Nevada, where he would instruct them for driving the lunar rover on the moon. Uh, Most of the history in this segment came from Twyla Johnson Christensen's high school scrapbook. Twyla was a cheerleader, and she talked about the football games as though they were an escape from the harshness of life during the war. In the scrapbook, I found a complete menu for Elmer's Restaurant at 1021 State Street, which is now Oppie's Pizza Parlor. She said that they'd always go to Elmer's after the games, and she smiled at me and said, Look and see how much a cheeseburger was. And I said, 20 cents. Mm. Now look and see how much a milkshake was. I said, they were 20 cents too. And she said, that's what I always had after the games at Elmer's. So when I got the check, it would have been 40 cents. Mm. And we both started laughing. At 95 years old, confined to the house pretty much, it seems that Elmer's is still an escape for Twyla. After graduating from Santa Barbara High in 1943, Twyla briefly attended the state college when it was up on the Riviera, and then she said she felt guilty for not helping with anything during the war, so she took a clerical job at Hoff Army Hospital, which uh, when I was a kid, we always referred to that area as Hoff Heights. Hoff Hospital was located at the present day where the community golf course is and down the hill to today's McKinsey Park. Uh, They're near the corner of State Las Positas. In those days, State Street was Hollister Avenue, and that portion of Las Positas didn't exist yet. I've seen maps where Las Positas isn't there. Uh, The location of the community golf course was Earl Ovington's Casa Loma Field. It was a small airport uh, before Hoff Hospital was hastily constructed there. Twyla said that she would walk through the small hospital ward on her lunch break and uh, she would give some of the wounded soldiers a little break and and just try and lift their spirits. And although I'm not going to go into it, she gave a pretty vivid description of the condition of some of those patients. About the only thing left of Hoff Heights is the old water tank. It's right there on Las Positas near the intersection of Macaw. And then below the tank, uh, towards McKenzie Park is a concrete wall that I understand was part of a therapeutical pool that was never completed before the end of the war and the decommissioning of Hoff Hospital. So again, try to keep it positive. Don't just sit around waiting for COVID to go away. Think of all the good things that happened in this last year because being in high school during World War II was definitely more challenging. Now, I believe that happiness is the uh, essential component for the time that, uh, that we've been allotted here in this life, promise you this, if you get in the habit of thinking positive and being stoic and persevering, you'll live a much happier life for it. I'm Ed Langlow. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Oh, great. Nice. Thank All you. right. Let's take a break. We got Dominique Hackett, the queen of happy, after these messages. <laughs>
Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Like I said at break, we have this great, the show is so great because it really is organic. I, I've been wanting to know for about five minutes what you're going to talk about. And every time I look over your book, you, you close it. So <laughs> I'm just going to be as excited as our listeners today as to what Dominique Hackett the Queen of Happy is going to say. So yeah, it's March, and uh, lucky for us in Santa Barbara, we've had some nice rains. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if our teens, when you go to the grocery store or you go to even a home improvement center, there will be this little yellow book on the shelf near the checkout, and it says the Farmer's Almanac. And if you're interested in gardening, which Right now, March, spring, it's kind of when mm-hmm. people get energized to, to garden again. Um, that little book, Farmer's Almanac, has been around for a really long time. And it is full of wonderful uh, little tidbits of history, quaint things about uh, America. And um, it's full of when are the best days to do things, including one of the best days to plant and ideas about what to mm-hmm. put in your garden. But I got a kick out of, for March, um, here's some of their suggestions. And how the Farmer's Almanac comes up with their best days, uh, I can't tell you. It's an intuitive science that they have. Uh, I think they're looking at moon phases, and they're looking at past notes of what people, other people have said in, in different times throughout history. But for the month of March, I just wanted you to know that um, if you are interested in baking, the best days for baking are the 21st and the 23rd. Um, okay. If you're interested in canning, we're going to make some more sauerkraut. The pickles, best pickles, the, pickles, pickles, pickles and sauerkraut. The best days per the Farmer's Almanac is on the 30th and the 31st. And huh. if you need to get a haircut uh, for the month of March, the Farmer's Almanac is recommending if you want your hair to grow a lot, get your hair cut on the 17th and 18th. And if you want your hair to not grow so much, get a cut on the 29th. And um, lastly, if you are starting projects for the month of March, your best day already occurred. So get together with it. That was on the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> this little book, it's, it's only a couple of dollars and it's really fun. It has, it has little bits of history about um, even comments about the world. It has... Um, astrology, astronomy, it has a lot of um, very interesting things in it. So if uh, teens, if you've never picked up a farmer's almanac, it's actually a very interesting little book. Nice. My segment. Do you want to throw Christine into the mix? Yes. Okay. I was going to have Christine pick a card for me because I did start a project on the 14th and I'd love to for you to pick a card. And in my heart, I'm going to hold an intention that my project works out really well. Okay, I'm going to have you, I'm just going to put these up real quick. Put your, where is it? Put your thing in there. (laughs) On those cards. Woohoo! There we go. And now, what do you, do you want me to pick anyone from the middle or the top or the bottom? From the middle. Middle. Okay. I'm picking this one. Oh, Uh -oh. this is cool. I love this card. But I have a space for you to see it. This is called the, um, 
it's the three of yikes hold on three the of three ones, and it's called virtue but what it's really called is what it's really about is honoring how much work you've done there's a difference between learning how to juggle and juggling fire at the edge of a cliff right i learned how to juggle four hours in anasquoya park 20 years ago I can't juggle now, but if I had continued to practice juggling and then got into firework, because firework is so powerful. I don't know if there's people who've done that, but it's an amazing relationship with working with the fire. And then if my core strength was so powerful that I could feel confident standing at the edge of a cliff juggling fire, that would be that. So it's really an honoring of how much work it does take to put projects into motion and how much work you do. So I would say, Dominique, good for you. You've been doing some really good work here and, and, and the proof is in the pudding, it shows. So this project that you've begun, it's going, is reflecting all of the incredible work and practice and um, dedication that you have done to, um, towards this, you know. Wow, that sends shivers down my spine. That's very Aww. apropos. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, my pleasure. Producing a very boring. Uh, I'm writing a book on accounting, <laughs> but it's something that that's really needed, and it's and uh, it's something that I have had a lot of experience juggling fire on the edge of a cliff. Yep, very appropriate. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Christine Marie. How do we get a hold of you if anybody wants a reading before we go to break? Oh, uh, you can call me eight zero five three five zero two seven zero five. Probably the best way. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's take a little break. We've got Mountain Sage Healing with Richard Ellsworth after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okie dokie. We've got Mountain Sage Healing. All right, here we go. I know I'm not even going to probably frame this question the way it should be framed, but I did talk to you a little bit for about 30 seconds before the show. And bottom line is I have spoken to a couple of people again, like I said, beginning of the show. Um, about this about this shot for the flu that's out there. Um, we're not here to make any judgment call on any of it. We're here to educate. And you had brought something up on the last show, Richard, as far as um, I guess I guess I look at potato potato, look at homeopathy and you look at the vaccination. So can you I, I talk to people about and they say homeopathy, they look at me and I know they're afraid to ask. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> maybe I'm just in a core of people that I don't know, just normal people. I find them very intelligent, but I don't understand why they don't understand. Um, for what you have done for me, knocking out my migraines, and I'm almost 60 years old, is profound. Next, so, next Vomica. Yeah, next, next Vomica. <laughs> it is just profound. And I, I, I did your um, remedy and your protocol, because basically it really just lands down to trusting somebody. So, uh, and it worked. So I, and, and you know, I, who wants to be in pain for three days and be under the covers? So why don't we start from the beginning of homeopathy and then, you know, you could do, and I know this, some of you, this is repeat, but I think this is really important as this stuff rolls out. So what do you got to say? Okay. So I, I think that the first thing that's important to understand is the difference between homeopathy and naturopathy. So homeopathy is very similar to vaccines in principle 
where you're taking a very small amount of a toxic substance that produces certain symptoms, you're diluting it to a certain extent while increasing the energetic frequency of it. So you then take that, and they're, they're usually sometimes it's in a, a dilution, like an alcohol liquid dilution. Sometimes it's in little tiny pellets, and you put them under your tongue, you let them dissolve, and basically it's acclimating your body's kinetic energy to the kinetic energy of a toxic substance so that your body can then naturally process the symptoms that are produced by that toxic substance out of your system. So very, very similar to vaccines, same exact philosophy. Now, naturopathy is different. Naturopathy is much closer to Western medicine and philosophy, but it's using natural things. So in naturopathy, you could be using certain vitamins, minerals, certain herbs to cure things the way you would from a perspective of Western medicine, where you're giving a supplement or a pill to target a specific symptom. Both are very, very effective just as effective as, as Western medicine, I would argue, depending on what the specific scenario or what the specific illness is that the person is dealing with. So when it comes to vaccination, which is, which is a very contentious um, topic right now, um, sometimes we have to worry about, about side effects. And as I mentioned last week, um, vaccination inherently is, is not bad. It's, it's the way that we're doing it now. And we're doing it now in a way where we add a bunch of stuff to that initial toxic substance that's been diluted, just like in homeopathy, we're adding all of these, th these toxins in that our body doesn't know how to deal with. And meanwhile, we're injecting that into ourselves and it's affecting us at the cellular level. Um, and that can have negative effects. Doesn't mean it isn't everybody, but in certain people, it will. People like myself um, have very sensitive constitutions. So I will overreact to about anything I put in my system. Um, so it's very important for me to, to avoid things that, that can cause an inflammatory reaction. So yeah. personally, I will use other things. I will use alternatives. Um, there have been about six to 10 studies that have shown that the supplement uh, colostrum, which comes from the first milking of, uh, well, a, mammals. <laughs> uh, I'm talking specifically about bovine colostrum, so from cows, um, that that is three times more effective than vaccine, including in patients who have heart disease. Um, which is extraordinarily powerful. Um, it has a huge effect on the immune system. It has your IgGs, your IgAs. Um, so it is a very reasonable alternative. Now, also, um, homeopathic, so that's, that's naturopathically. Homeopathically, um, there are these things called nosodes. And nosodes are basically the homeopathic form of a vaccine in, in the very literal sense. So you'd be taking a strain of influenza, if you're talking about the flu, You'd be diluting it to a certain extent, and then you, you take it, and over time, depending on what the frequency of your body is, you take it a certain amount of days. Over time, you're acclimating your body to be able to push that out of your system. So when you were to encounter that type of influenza, your body's like, oh, no problem. I can filter this out easily, and you won't experience any symptoms. Um, so no sodes um, for, for this particular strain of influenza that we're dealing with, um, it's we, we've not been able to actually get our hands on COVID <laughs> um, to make a, a no-sode out of it. However, we have taken a bunch of different strains of influenza, um, which are very, very close, put them together and created a very powerful no-sode. Um, and generally, those are available from a certified homeopathic practitioner. So these are just some of the other options you can be exploring, focusing on your own immune hmm. system, your body's ability to filter stuff out. So wow. Nice. Christine. Oh, no, I just hadn't, I hadn't heard of no sods before, or I'm, they're so, somewhat familiar, but um, 
That sounds fascinating. I want to try that. Because <laughs> I also have a very person, you know, system. Yeah. Yeah. Don, have you had any experience with no soaps? No, I not not. Uh, and if I did, I didn't know. I didn't know that by name. But uh, I, you know, we we've just done uh, homeopathic vaccination from from a doctor. He's a regular MD, but he also does acupuncture and iridology and homeopathy down at the end of the road. And I would probably leave it there. Um, there's there's a controversial thing brewing about. Um, having a scannable vaccine passport, like when you scan for your boarding pass, if you want to travel, there's a lot of opposition to it. I'm really hoping that it doesn't pass, that, that you know, uh, you would be, you, would be uh, you know, pigeonholed into taking the vaccine if you wanted to travel. I hope that won't be the case because, um, you know, I, I agree with uh, Richard that it's, that it's better to have, you know, what you, the thing in there or that's going to be put into your body, you know, mainstreamed into your body, it's the thing that you want to have there to develop immunity without all the other stuff that you don't need in there. Yeah, give a shout to the doctor down the street, Don. Oh, uh, yeah, Dr. Hiltner. He's uh, over here and he's a wonderful man. He had, there's a multi-use uh, zone at the end of my block. He has his office right in front of his home. And uh, he's been seeing people there for years. Great, great guy. Uh, if I accidentally cut myself, I sometimes, you know, find myself down there getting stitched up to acupuncture, to homeopathy. Yeah. Dr. Richard Hiltner in Ohio. He's a great guy. Yeah. He nice. is a great guy. He's actually on the board of our nonprofit for uh, TBAB, for the Philosophical Books for the Blind. <laughs> All right, right, yeah. He, wonderful, he's, a, wonderful. He, he's an extraordinary man. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him. Yeah, yeah we, maybe we should reach out to him. We'll have him on the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be. And and can yeah. I respond? Can I respond to also to uh, to to Christine's and uh, Dominique's uh, talking about you know uh, immersion in something and not giving up? I, I I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, feeling gratitude. A client I hadn't seen in years here in Ojai called me out of the blue. Uh, kept, had kept my number. Wanted a session yesterday, and he's bought a beautiful home over here now in Matillaha Estates, and is 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 you know for a second home, and so it made me think of of thirty seven, well, actually thirty four years now that I've been doing body work, and um, and in the middle of the night I was thinking about the audience of of the show here and how teenagers, especially if they're really involved in sports, sometimes keeping up with your your school, which has been disrupted by this pandemic. And your sports, it's all you can do and all you can think about. You know, there's not a lot of energy left. And when people would ask me, what do you want to do in your future? I, I hated that question. So I came up with something. I was playing four sports, one of them football. And I, I would just say, well, if I'm good enough, I want to play in the NFL. And in the offseason, I want to be a National Park Ranger. I, and I said <laughs> that. So, so I'd have something to say when they asked that, you know. And I bet there's a lot of young people feeling that way right now. And so when I was 27 and just stopping rugby, uh, club rugby, and I'd already stopped track and field and football and basketball by that point. And I didn't realize I was leaving sports then. Then I was like, you know, I still wanted, I had wanted to finish college, even though I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And somehow my mom had planted the seed for me to get into massage and body work, which I used to get into the whole field of holistic healing. And so it's like this micro macro, you know, we're all a micro of this great macro universe. And I've been taught that Everything out there is also in us, and, and the great macro out there can hold everything that's here as well. But we also contain everything that's out there, whether it's the minerals, whether it's the stardust, all those different mm. things. So 
we get we get raised in this industrial society where we're taught that you know we're supposed to specialize and find a niche and we're supposed to sort of pigeonhole at one thing but why you know just one thing and so that gateway yeah. or that, that portal we've been given a chance to go through a portal with the pandemic to where a lot of people are having to reinvent themselves and i would just say you know all that wander are not lost there's sometimes yeah. when you feel like things are falling apart they're finally actually coming together and i just realized that my sports injuries and realizing that I couldn't do sports for a living because of my durability, then it forced me to, you know, learn more about taking care of my body. And then I found my way into trying to encourage and help others with the same kind of things I'd been through. And we can do that poison in the medicine thing. Whatever happens in life, we can turn we can turn our sufferings into some way we can encourage others, you know, change yeah. medicine. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and then, and then a coworker, a co a coworker, a coworker gave me a spiritual practice that I followed for 37 years. It was it was a chant, Namyo Horinge Kyo, which I've been taught fuses your life every day, chanting morning, evening, fuses your life with the great universe. So it's like a little wheel turns a big wheel when they engage and they turn. So we're connected with everything. Everything's connected back, you know, to us in a circular fashion. So I don't know, it just really it made me I, I was just full of gratitude. I wasn't, I wasn't waking up in the middle of the night stressing. I was waking up in the middle of the night feeling a good vibe of gratitude. Oh, that's so healthy. That's wonderful. We're going to take a little break, but uh, we've got Christine Marie just pulled a card for you. We'll talk about it after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right, so moving forward for the week, all right, we have a big week. We've got it's an Irish week. We, if you're Irish, let's all get in touch with our Irish roots. I didn't even know I was Irish until I did the DNA. Okay, I'm so excited now. Uh, and I was not, and all these years, I just never wore green on that day or anything. Now I have to embrace it. Um, so Christine Marie p picked a, a card and it's the wheel of fortune. <laughs> Yay. Well, with all these Yay. wheels, I have to say I cheated and found the card because <laughs> um, we've been talking about wheels and also actually on the bottom of the deck was the universe, which is another wheel. It's a big, it's a big cycle change. So I'm hoping it's that big, oh, the big cycle change of shifting out of COVID for us right now. But the, the last thing that Don just spoke about with that, that wheels upon wheels upon wheels, the wheel of fortune. And, and there's, there's just, just shows like almost like the inner workings of a clock. Just everything's connected to everything else. And what I like to say about the wheel of fortune is yes, our fortune's changing and it's changing in a good way because it's the wheel of fortune, not the wheel of torture or the wheel of despair. So if you haven't noticed yet, I read Tarot with a positive spin and I look at everything and we find the positive in everything because 
we always have that choice about whether our glass is half full or half empty. You know, sometimes we're just lucky to have a glass, right? <laughs> I, I want to take something that Don said last week, and that's movement. And I think if everybody this week, this is Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., if everybody today said, okay, that's it, I've had it. Let's just get out and let's move. move. Let's everybody get out and move. Dance, There's a lot of people that have been sheltering in place just because they were just over it. But let's all get out. Let's all like shake the tree a little bit. Um, daylight savings is coming. It's going to be lighter, nature. longer. Enjoy nature. Plant. Uh, you know, put on a happy face. As I say, we've had a lot of times people would keep on saying, fake it till you make it. Okay. We're going to get through this. I really feel like we're on the five yard line. So we all have to together individually make a decision. And that is just to take action. Did you say? Yeah. All right. Close and, this out. And a happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have a happy St. Patty's Day. Richard, can you say it one more time in Irish? La ila porig fonahweeb or anachtele fonaporigers. All right, Santa Barbara, we love you. Let's get out. Let's get moving. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>